0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another of these fun, I keep calling the COVID edition interview episodes of the SWW show, but I think it's just now our reality because COVID is continual. Uh, Today, I have with me a special guest of an interview I am really excited about. Um, I have with me, let's see if I have, let's see if I have your job title correct. Uh, and you're going to tell me it's it's a little much, probably. I think that what I was told is I have with me Kenny Lee, co-founder, CEO, and lead programmer. Uh, do you sleep? Uh, not enough. <laughs> <laughs> that that is that is immediately you do a lot.
1: Yeah, it's um. Well, I mean, it sounds like a lot, but like things like co-founder isn't really a title. It's just Correct. it's just something that happens. So it's it's not an extra job, but um, you know, that's sort of the reality of independent development
0: you got to wear a lot of hats.
1: <laughs> and yeah, it's, it's wearing a lot of hats.
0: Perfect. So, yeah, so if everyone's not familiar, uh yeah, so you help found uh Seller Door Games, which correct me if I'm wrong, probably your most successful game to date is the original Rogue Legacy.
1: Yes, without a doubt. <laughs>
0: okay. Yeah, cuz so my understanding of you guys and tell me if I have this issue wrong is you guys have been around for a while uh, you, I remember the story I was like hearing was like, you had the game that was like, you had the thing like every couple months you released a game and then just Rogue Legacy just hit.
1: Um, well, before Rogue Legacy, we were working on a, on the Flash platform. So it was like, it was just web games, so it was a lot smaller in scope. But um, yeah, we did release a few for one year and then we were like, let's dive deep and go into a commercial game. And then a year and a half later, Rogue Legacy came out of it.
0: And then, and then since then, I remember you guys had a game. It was like a sports game. That's, that's <laughs> my great point of you guys. I was like, I'm going to be honest with you, I didn't play that one. <laughs> uh,
1: I'm not sure which one you're referring to. Um, I don't think we made any sports games, but uh, I mean, we made a lot. So I mean, th- like, because before, before Rogue Legacy, when we were making our Flash games, we did make a lot of different like genre games. Mm-hmm. If, so, um, like like we made Bullet Bullet Hell. We made
0: uh, I'm Adventure thinking Game. of Full Metal Furies. By the way, oh oh, that's a that's a brawler. I don't know why I thought sports. I don't, <laughs> I, I, don't I don't know
1: either. <laughs> oh yeah yeah, we did make um, Full Metal Furies after Rogue Legacy. Uh, it was a long development. I mean, after Rogue Legacy, which took about a year and a half, Full Metal Furies took almost four years. So it was a big jump in time and resources to make that game, um, and hopefully never again. <laughs> it's too much time for a single project.
0: Yeah, and then and then so that hit, and then now you guys decided to jump back to um, what I say you should jump back to immediately because because I'm picky <laughs> and I really like the first one is Rogue Legacy two. Uh, so oh. immediately I think the thing that needs to be talked about in this game is what I think is very interesting is you guys decided to go Early Access with this game uh, Well, obviously the first one was not an Early Access game is my understanding.
1: Yes, that's correct. Actually, uh, when the first one was released, Early Access did
0: not exist. So, okay, because I thought it was right um, around the time.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it, was, it was either a year before or a couple months before. And uh, I know when Early Access first came out, it was all a big thing, but our game had already come out, so it didn't really make sense to like... I guess we could have done, like, content updates and that, but Mm -hmm. uh, by that time, we were so burned out from the first game, we were like, oh, we need a break.
0: (laughs) So... Immediately, then, so I'm curious, kind of, for you guys. obviously, obviously your background's programming, but I, my understanding is you have your hand in a lot of decisions. Um, why early access for this second game at this point? Saying so at some capacity, like I assume you guys understood the formula of Rogue Legacy and playing with the you again, you guys were kind of me with the code before it launched too. Was playing it. It mm-hmm. feels like you guys understand foundationally. Like I feel like what people really liked about that first game. So I'm curious why early access. <laughs>
1: uh well so when we decided on early access we didn't we didn't know what people's receptions would be um so i mean we're very happy that everyone is has has given it such a positive uh, response that that makes us feel really great and to sort of legitimize everything that we're doing and tells us you know we're going in the right direction but prior we didn't know right so when we were making the game um actually we mentioned this anecdote uh in the past when we first announced early access was that uh some, even though Robo Legacy 1 was not in early access, there were some ideas that we got from the community between the announcement of the game and the launch of the game. And we were like, well, that was really great because we actually managed to get them into the game and made the launch even better. Uh, and we figured, you know, that kind of interaction with with the consumer base, with the fan base, uh, is very healthy and it's very good. And it's something that, like, we didn't do it for Full Metal Fury because that was not the, the right platform for it, right? It's a brawler, we know how it's going to start, we know how it's going to end but with Rogue Legacy and the, and the nature of just roguelikes in general, um, there's lots of opportunities to get new ideas to get, you know, better ideas um, to, to improve the game and so we, we wanted to take advantage of that for Rogue Legacy 2 for sure uh, It's also our first experience in, in Early Access, so um, like, we're, we're sort of figuring it out as we go but we just wanted to try it and we thought that, that Rogue Legacy 2 was a, a perfect platform for it.
0: I could I, I I could, could see definitely the world was a good platform for it because obviously it being roguelike means, oh, it's a run. So if we, like, we just use, you're, you're plugging in pieces and changing the formula more than you're like, okay, now there's a story-heavy game. Like, obviously you have lore pieces, but it's fundamentally like, oh, we're just going to add new pieces so this run now has more variation to it.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, and the thing with Rogue, with Rogue Legacy 2 is that there's so many um, systems that we've added that can sort of be... Uh, contributed to so like we can get some trade ideas from players we can get spell ideas we can get class ideas we can get biome ideas there's there's all these different um things that we haven't finished yet because it's an early access that we can get feedback from and say you know maybe we should do this because that's a pretty good idea and we've already done that um we no one's seen it yet because we haven't released the next content patch but uh we've already gotten some really great responses from from the based on our discord forums on, on our website that uh you know, might make it into the next update.
0: Great. So one of the things I'm curious about, so, and this is a comment, you guys, I feel, so roguelikes, I think you guys came out kind of during the height of that roguelike phase and then since then it's continue, but like, that was like the new, it's here. And you yeah. guys, I feel like, in, and accidentally or on purpose or whatever, created this subgenre of roguelikes of like with content progression. So obviously I think since then, Darkest Dungeons, a like prime example, Dead Cells, yeah. like, these, like RPG-like roguelikes. Um, yeah, so sure. Since you, since I think I, unless I could think of one before and I really can't, I think you guys were one of the first one that kind of went down that road. How much, kind of, since then, when you're creating Legacy 2, are you looking at those ones that you influenced and they're influencing you? Um, it, it's, it's flattering to see a lot of um
1: games take from us or at least borrow ideas from us. I mean, it's totally fine, we we. Definitely, when we made Rogue Legacy one, there's lots of inspirations for that as well. Um, what what does kind of suck from that is like people will be will will put in the comments like, oh, you know, Dead Cells makes Rogue Legacy look like ancient <laughs> garbage. That makes us feel kind of bad because we know that uh, Dead Cells was influenced by Rogue Legacy, and so like it, it's uh, it, it sucks. But um, now tables have sort of turned. Now that we're making Rogue Legacy 2, you're right, the, the genre is far more evolved. There's way more um, resources to pull from and, and ideas that we can get from. And you know, even though there's no particular rogue light that we're taking inspiration from, we're taking small inspirations from, from a whole bunch of them. right? Like uh, like you said, Darkest Dungeon or, or Dead Cells. And we're you know, integrating it into the game and hopefully
0: it, it pays off.
1: Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a a
0: full cycle, I guess. No, no, that is it's just I was joking. It's comparison of like, and I'm not going to say you are on this level, but like, it's the idea of of like where Star Wars influenced the new Star Trek, and then that influenced the new Star Wars. Like, it's that same idea of like a genre defining thing. Then like had to go back and be influenced by stuff it influenced.
1: Yeah, I, I, absolutely, exactly.
0: <laughs> so that, so one of the things then as that I think you guys obviously stood out for was. The legacy part of Rogue Legacy. And and so Perfect. I moved down here, because I, I think, so I have in the version I'm playing, and I think these might be the only classes available right now, are the Barbarian, the Mage, and, or is it whatever, and then the, the I think it's a Knight. Um, so immediately, I'm going to make you pick your favorite child. Which, so if you had to play one, what do you play as? Uh,
1: my favorite is the Barbarian. And every game I play, I play the slow, because I have no patience, so I just want to <laughs> deal as much damage as possible. So yeah, that's my favorite
0: class. Yeah, that is that is. I feel I feel like that's mine. I almost feel like that's a sentiment in the community right now. Is the barbarian tends to be the favorite.
1: See so that's that's actually interesting because when we first um, launched the game, because the, the problem with the barbarian is that when he attacks, he sort of locks his his movement, so he's not as mobile as other player other characters. And the the very first sentiment was that the barbarian sucked. And nobody wanted to play him, yeah. And you just gotta give it time, make sure don't do any knee-jerk reactions and just see how like things start to hit an equilibrium. Um so it, it is important not to uh not to respond too quickly because because now, like you said, now it does seem like he he's the most popular character of the bunch.
0: Right. Which is funny because oh I'm sorry, there's a fourth one, was the archer, and that's the, I feel like the archer and the mage fight for my least favorite, and very much it's circumstantial, I feel like. I just think right. so. So I play a controller, so I almost feel like they're just harder to control. Maybe as part of it.
1: Um, they are they are definitely more challenging. Uh, I mean, just the fact that the the archer has like a three hundred and sixty degree aim, mm-hmm. which none of the other characters have to deal with. Um, but they, they do have their pros and cons, right? Like the archer, you can attack from range, so a lot of the enemies actually can't even do anything to you. <laughs> um, but at the same time, they're a little bit more vulnerable up front. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's sort of the beauty of the early access. Uh, set up, is that we can tweak things, you know, we can see when things aren't working properly, or in, in, in the way we had intended, and we can make changes. If if the game had released, like, fully fully fleshed out, commercial release, it would be a lot harder to do that.
0: So, do you feel that, when the game is said and done, whatever that is, years from now, mm-hmm. uh, that yeah. you want it to be an equal distribution of people wanting certain characters, or do you, do you mind if you're like, 50% of the time people choose Barbarian and that's okay? Uh, well, I mean we're not going to dictate how anybody wants to
1: play. Mm. Um, but the 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 goal is always try to reach um you know if if 1000 players play the game the goal is to get you know them to all play them equally if possible. That that's a, is a bit of a pipe dream. I don't think that's ever going to happen, but it doesn't hurt to strive for that because I think it's uh it's probably the best approach you can take because you never want the, the biggest fear is that you will create a class that is Clearly, the strongest, and then everybody because people are really, really quick and keen on, on finding these kind of exploits, and, and that's what you want to avoid. And then everybody plays that character, and they don't play anyone else.
0: Yeah, see, it's funny because in my head, I think from a. So my background's programming, and I think from a programming point of view, it'd be really easy. You're just like, oh, this player always chooses Barbarian. Just don't give it to them for two hours and just see what they pick.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, the uh, the designer would get very mad at me
0: if <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I but yeah, cause that. Yeah, because there was some really easy stuff. Obviously, you could cheat that system, but I assume you guys are trying to look for natural people <laughs> going towards things, not the like, no, no, you're going to do this now. Um, so one of the other things that, I, that obviously stands out was. Or Julia now is your trait system, and I I was curious if you don't mind talking about. I think what's interesting is so when we're talking your four updates in, and one of the first ones was you guys actually to change a couple of the traits because of some I think user feedback and just playability.
1: Yeah, so I mean, from like the original Rogue Legacy, we have traits that affect the entire visual aesthetic of the game. Um, when you know when we're play testing it, we're not really playing through the full game with trying to make money. We're just trying to look for bugs and and see if there's anything going wrong. Um, so we didn't really notice that these were too, um, not just detrimental to, to the playing experience, but was actually causing (laughs) physical problems with people. So like it would make people feel ill or, um, and, or the like, I don't, I don't want to go into details. So we thought for the time being, it'd be best to just remove them. Mm -hmm. Um, we we might look back into it and see how we want to tweak them to to make it less have an effect on the gameplay but because you know we're we're still on a schedule here we do want to release the next content patch um, we just put it on the back burner for the time being okay.
0: so the thing that I think it's interesting is so I think I think there's something really humble and, and authentic about you guys being like yeah no we just we just don't have time for it and like and like it's something wrong with it but like we just can't get to it right now. And I think that's very interesting for <laughs> a developer to like admitting being like yeah we just we just can't it's just going to go away for right now.
1: Yeah, uh, I hope I hope it doesn't get like every time we do something like that it, it's it's a bit we're worried about user feedback. Mm-hmm. Right? Now. because people people don't like to see content being removed generally. But uh, I think for this one it's been pretty good because it was just like it was—it was a pretty clear negative for people, right? Mm-hmm. Like we had we had this this light bloom that just made it, everything washed out, and it just hurt people's eyes. So no no one's fighting to keep that in the game at the moment.
0: I'm just saying if you want to get rid of the other ones that like make everything really like dark and impossible to see, where that would, that would just but that's just me being selfish. Of like whenever I see that, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm going to choose a different class. I don't want to deal with it. <laughs> right. Right. We, we hope we hope that. Um, I
1: mean. That's also so. Um, you're aware of the uh, the, the the offshore banking, not the offshore banking. Sorry, the, uh, the the gold system that you get for playing with negative trades. Right, right, it's
0: the one you get the bonus. Um, I don't have the thing unlocked in the bottom. Where I get the extra extra bonus, but I have the base right, bonus right. for it.
1: Yeah. So so that was because we were aware with the first Rogue Legacy that this was a problem. People, you think people would just kill themselves? Or, or, or reset or whatever if they didn't have, like, a good set of people. So we added the ability to get gold if uh, if you run into a trait that you don't like. If we find that people are still not choosing those traits because they're, they're just, it's not, the, the reward's not worth it, um, we can always bump up the gold
0: value. So, so there's... So go ahead. I was going to say, are those, are those dynamic, then? Or is it, like, you on the back end have it set, like, this perk is always 10%? And it's It's...
1: On the back end for us, we do have like a scaling system. So so like you said, the, the absolute bottom trait where you can increase it to get even better goal bonuses for a trait. Um, so we do have the ability to scale it dynamically through like a skill tree. Um, but the starting number is all handcrafted. And, you know, if we don't, obviously we will miss the mark sometimes. And sometimes we'll think the trait's not that detrimental and people do and they just don't want to play it. But we can always bump up the value to make it worth their time. And that's one of the things we didn't have with Rogue Legacy One. We didn't have that balancing tool to to make, you know, to fix those kinds of issues with the game.
0: No, that is I think that's a fair critique. The other Rogue Legacy 1 critique I think that I'm curious, and maybe you guys haven't thought of this one or you aren't talking about it yet, is obviously you guys are in access mm-hmm. now. And I think Rogue Legacy One the end game is where it got in, like yeah, you had. I knew issue. you were going to say that. You, so all you kept doing was you're like, okay, beat it, beat it again, beat it again, and then the, I think the issue ran into at that point was the skill tree got capped. So even if I kept beating it again, at a certain point, like it would just be this endless loop of.
1: Yeah, yeah, it it, it does, and and um, what we found with the first Rogue Legacy was that it got people would start. I don't want to say it's an abuse. It's a bit of an exploit where they would just go straight to the boss and fight the boss and not actually play the game. Oh, I did and that like keep five times. To, yeah, to quickly just go up the NG Plus levels. Um, we, we want to kind of avoid that. We want we want the runs through NG Plus to be more meaningful and not just boss runs. Um, so we do have a lot of... Uh, I mean, I mean, nothing that we could say right now because right now be, they're just pen and paper ideas. Like mm-hmm. Literally none of it's been implemented because it's so far down the line as far as contents um, is concerned. But uh, we do have a lot of ideas for, for making the next runs more dynamic as opposed to just being harder. And we also have a lot of ideas for extending the skill tree. Um, I, d- I don't know if it's extended infinitely, but extend it more so that playing the game again does not mean you've already maxed out your character.
0: Yeah, I know, that is, because I, I think that's one of the things when I was like, ooh, I beat the game the first one, and then I realized I was like, wait, there is nothing, like, the the at that point, just thinking how far I could beat it, but, like, there's nothing, there's no, like, like, I joke saying, like, obviously, Borderlands games have, like, that endless progression system, where Diablo has those endless systems, so I'm like, a part of me wished right. you guys at the time had that, and obviously it's a looking back thing, it was, like, in the moment, obviously, you guys were like, no one's gonna touch the game like this.
1: Yeah, and to be honest with you, when we first made the, the uh, when we made the first Rogue Legacy, we hadn't really given NG+, plus much thought, right? It was just like, well, we'll give them the ability. We did something special for NG plus one where all the enemies suddenly become a more advanced version of themselves. And then we hadn't really considered it beyond that. Um, but yeah, we hope to rectify that with uh, the sequel.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. So one of the other things, obviously you're, about, you're the lead programmer and we've been not talking yep. about programming. Uh, what I'm curious is you guys like have grown, obviously in the last couple of years, but you're still a relatively small team. And what I find interesting is... You're supporting, I think it's at least two storefronts at the exact same time throughout Early Access? Yeah. Um, <laughs> are you one of the first Early Access games on the Epic Games Store? Um, I, I wouldn't say we're one of the first
1: Early Access games. I know games like uh, Satisfactory came out way back. Um, Hades came out um, right, actually on had the yeah. launch of the Epic Games Store. Um, but we are... Mm, I don't know if I should say this. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this. <laughs> uh, we are we are one of the few that or have been released on both stores at the same
0: time. Yeah, that is the other thing I was like, going I can't people... think of very many games. I don't know. I can think of I think of like maybe one or two. Like it is very unusual that they're at the same time both. Usually it's, yeah, like, yeah, it's been like yeah. all these three months apart or something, like
1: Yeah. So yeah, I don't I can't I can't think of anyone else, but we were fortunate enough to manage to, to set something up like that.
0: So I'm curious then from a back end point of view, is that like Infinitely, like so. One of the things is that whenever we talk to developers, is they go like, "We support one platform, and then we're a small team. But then we'll support the next one." They're support, like they purpose like staggering, where you guys now kind of have, mm-hmm. even though both PC and this is why similar backends, you still have multiple things kind of like worry about in that capacity. Uh um, not 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 too much. Uh, the the Epic backend
1: isn't that bad, um, but like definitely, if this were say releasing on the Xbox One and that were the PS4, that would be much bigger deal. <laughs> but because they're both PC, it made life a lot easier.
0: Okay. No, I was just curious. Yeah, you have the very unusual challenge of that one. Because again, I, before this too, I was going through my head, I was like, I don't think anyone's done this. Like, I've seen people like overlap eventually, but I've never seen them like yeah, this. Yeah. i like, ooh. It is a first time for
1: us as well. When when we released Rogue Legacy and when we released FMF, it was all um, Steam only. Yeah, because the then
0: you guys eventually were, I think I knew you guys because you were on PS Plus, I think. Um, right. But, and I think that was, I think, when, on like, the console side, when you guys became a big name. Um, but, you know, that's definitely, an in- obviously, it was after the game was out. And, like, it's one of those, like, it was when Vita kept getting be like, oh, this indie game came out, like, two years ago. And Vita person was like, ooh, a new game.
1: <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> so one of the other things is, as we continue down this early access track is, so the big concern that I, I feel, but I feel like you guys haven't talked about, so I feel like it's probably not a concern is, I've seen other games do this, is do you feel like there's a... A ro- down the road that you might have to like reset progress if stuff changes too far in the game? Or is that you're, like, one of your goals is be like, we're not going to reset progress. What you guys do in early access will stay throughout the game.
1: Um, okay, so the latter is our goal. Okay. But I'm not going to be making any promises at this time. Um, we do have... We've implemented a lot of early systems to... Um, I mean, some things are going to reset no matter what. Mm-hmm. But we're trying to make that reset
0: like, you have,
1: possible.
0: you have, like, yeah. that, like, system of, like, where all the clothes match something, and you very much, you say in the tree, like, this will change, don't worry about it. Um, sorry, what was the question? I, th- I was really like, I think you have, like, two systems, like, one of them is in in the clothes, you have a system, you're like, we don't do this system yet, it's just here, and then there's one of the perks, I think, or one of the runes, I think, change, and you're like, this rune is gonna change.
1: Oh, yeah, that, that actually was not even supposed to be displayed, that, that came out by accident. Really? Okay. <laughs> yeah some some of the stuff that we meant to lock unfortunately slipped through because of bugs. Um, so you're actually not supposed to see any of the stuff that says this is not implemented <laughs> or coming in a later patch. but um we uh, like uh, an example of what we're trying to do to minimize people's lost progress when new content comes out is um, we're actually tracking behind the scenes all of the money that you spent on the skill tree. And so if we are forced to reset the skill tree for whatever reasons, because new skills come up or skills have moved around, um, what we'll basically do is we will remove all your skills but give you all the money back. Oh, so it's okay. like an opportunity to respec your skill tree. Now, fortunately we haven't needed to um, resort to that, but it, that system is there just in case so that hopefully uh, we don't have to reset everything.
0: Okay. No, that is interesting, because, like, in my head, I'm like, I'm like, because I understand enough back and stuff from, like, this, like, I can see a world where, like, I'm like, just, just, this just happens sometimes. Like, you like, I don't want it to happen. It's like the whole, you you horror stories of, like, early access games, and, like, they kill save files, and everyone panics. Like, you hear, it's not a goal, it just happens. (laughs) Um, For us, the only reason why it would happen is, um, at least
1: from what I can see, is that we've released, and this has happened already, but um, some bugs come out. And people are getting things they're not supposed to get. Uh, then those scenarios, is a little bit more difficult to take it away from the player.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: but, you know, sometimes you have to do it. Actually, with the last patch, uh, we added a, a cap to the, the amount of money you could store in your offshore bank account. A lot of people weren't happy with that because they had stored a lot of money prior. And they weren't supposed to because that was a bug on my end. And um, unfortunately, in those scenarios, you just kind of lose the money, which really does suck. But hopefully people will be understanding because it is it is early access. And uh, we, we certainly don't want that for the players. Uh, we would love it if they could keep everything.
0: Yeah, the offshore. so the offshore account actually is one of those that maybe I'm curious if this was just you guys didn't notice this in testing. Was, so like obviously I read the perk and I got it. I was like, ooh, good. It stores my money. Um mm-hmm. It functioned different than I thought it did based on my understanding. So I understood it as, here's an offshore bank account. I thought in my head I had to walk to it and grab money from it. And then I, just, <laughs> then I started realizing, I was like, wait, why does it keep going down? Oh, it's adding it right. to my wallet in the store.
1: Yeah, that was actually, uh, man, that's actually something that we'd probably look back into. We um, To make it more clear for players, we had the gold display. Mm-hmm. And in brackets, we had the money you had in your offshore bank account so that you could see both at all times you kind of understand that it would just take from the offshore bank account. The problem was when we separated them into two numbers, people had to do math to figure <laughs> out what they actually had. So we were like, okay, let's just put it all into one um, but we're definitely aware of, of the confusion that people have sometimes with this. And we're, we're still thinking of ways to handle it.
0: Yeah, because you definitely see so – I'm a weird OCD person. When back in my head, I was like, perfect. I'll just never touch this money. And then when I just want to – I know. That's it what out. I do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it, it does suck. And it, it keeps fooling me too. I'm like, oh, shoot. I dipped into my account and I didn't realize it. So,
0: yeah. That's – so – as we get, kind of go through this kind of some more that's one of the other things I find interesting um, and obviously early access and I just am crazy so I've kind of started locking <laughs> out myself out of this castle um, I'm curious kind of you guys' decision to like purposely kind of display to the player of like no here's the end of the castle right now in this skill tree and we'll get more later versus, versus like kind of like adding new things kind of in patch like why is it that you guys are visually displaying like being like here's the limit right now because early access versus surprising the player in the future um I I don't know about surprising
1: players. Um we, we've we found in the past, particularly with, with Full Metal Furies, is that um it's not that players don't appreciate surprises, it's that it's not as effective as you think they are. Really? Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't increase sales, it doesn't increase interest. People just just want the content and they don't really care how it gets to them. Um, so, like, for example, with Full Metal Furies, uh, it's a brawler, but there were a lot of, like, secrets and, and elements in it. And we really didn't want to tell people. We wanted to keep it because we wanted them to be surprised. And that just resulted in people not buying it. Because when we took away all the surprises and we kept it under wraps and secret of about it, um, people just thought it was a regular brawler. Hmm. Right? And so, so that was a, a mistake that we kind of learned a hard lesson from. And we're like, well... We're just going to be very upfront about it, be blatant about what's coming and, and when it's kind of when it's going to appear. Um, and we also decided very specifically not to like trickle in content because, and this is from talking to other people in the industry who have gone through early access, and it's, it's better to have a big bang with each release as opposed to do that trickle because um, it's not as effective.
0: Just I can see. General. which just want from a player. I almost prefer the trickle, but I can see from a developer and a sales point of view where that bang is. Because I can almost be like, I'm going to see like every single bang. You can see that one player is like, well, now I'll buy it, or now I'll buy it because that exactly, bang is there. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Unfortunately, um, for the for the people who are are always aching for more content, it does mean a longer wait. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, in the end, everybody gets it at the same time.
0: No. Uh, well, the final question I have: We like early access. Uh, when do I get my my fun hidden pictures that are enemies back? What? So, so and what was when uh, like, You had those pictures that, like, the portraits, right? Yes. Right. We actually have the, the portraits that are actually in in
1: the rooms. Like, we have the the level set up and everything. There's just no logic to it. So, mm. we definitely plan to bring them back. But I don't, I don't actually, I actually don't know what we're going to put in there. Interesting. Because, because, well, the first Rogue Legacy had the portraits with all the explanations of the games we previously worked on. Right. So this
0: one would have. What <laughs> I don't know, we need to figure that out. Okay, because those in a weird way, those were like one of my favorite ones, and I was like, oh, okay, right, right, yeah, no, we got a lot of really great feedback from that
1: because generally companies don't talk about their previous games, mm-hmm. and so people were like, oh, they 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 really appreciate us sort of opening up and, and giving them sort of the history of our previous games. Um, yeah, so we would love to do that again. We just we just need to figure <laughs> out how
0: how to actually do it. Yeah. Okay. That sounds great. So, yeah. So, um, the other thing I have for you is, so as we talk about, you're not sleeping enough. Uh, probably the entire <laughs> team is stressed as hell because you're continually developing a game. Looking back, it's been, I guess, only a week or two or whatever. Um, how do you feel this launch went compared to, like, the nightmares you had in your head of it going? Um,
1: the launch started very strong. We were very happy with it, but we've noticed uh, there's quite a bit of petering off because it, it seems to be because there was not enough content for launch, which is really unfortunate. It was an issue we were actually um, like we were aware of, but we weren't sure how true it was. Mm-hmm. Right? Because the problem is before the game got launched, we released uh, we released like a beta for people to test, and we had people who were beating it in like 14 hours, which was a good number for us. We were actually aiming for 10. And then there was people who were beating it in, like, five or six. And were are like, well, it kind of averages out to ten. But looking back, it, it probably averages more closer to, like, seven or eight, mm-hmm. um, which is a little bit lower and even shorter for some people, right, which is really, really unfortunate. So um, that, that was a it, – it's hard to say it was a regret because there was nothing we could do except delay the game again. Right? there's no magic bullet for adding extra content it That's just true. takes time so um, yeah I mean we could have we could have delayed the release that may have been an option but we'd sort of we, we made an announcement of when the game was gonna come out and once you've done that you're, you're committed we did we did make a slight delay of like three weeks yeah and there's no way we could delay it again absolutely no universe would be would we be willing to do that again so um, we just had to live with whatever we had and uh, even though it's not it's not um. Not enough for players. We're really hoping it's, it's giving us great motivation for the next content patch.
0: Also, that has to be a compliment when your game's not enough content for players. That's always like the thing you like. You're like the players like you right. more. <laughs> it's not like the players like no, you got too much. Really, you could take some back. Have a good day. Absolutely, there's, there's a definite silver lining to this, and that is
1: people do want more. If people are like, you know what. I don't really want more content. Then we would have felt really bad and it would have been tough to keep going on. But but this has given us great motivation. We definitely don't want to disappoint people uh, with the next content patch. So hopefully we don't. I mean, I, I, I'm i so scared to say we won't <laughs> make any absolutes with this kind of stuff. But we are trying our hardest for sure.
0: Perfect. And then let's see if I have this right. So uh, the games in early access, If you guys have not said for how long roughly. It's kind of like till it's done.
1: No, we're our timeline is for one year. Okay. Um, whether we reach that or not is still up in the air, but um we're it's it's still early, so we can't say, but we're feeling we're feeling pretty confident. We do actually have um a lot of the other content for the game. Like what we've seen here, we've had a lot of complaints, not complaints, but some comments from from individuals have noticed that like for example the trailer, the launch trailer shows a bunch of content that is not in the first release. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's reasons for that, right? Uh, like, for example, there's there's a a small clip of of the tower biome, and the tower biome for us is actually virtually complete, but we can't put it into the game because it is one of the last biomes that you're supposed to experience, right? So. We have we do have content that's already prepared. It's just as far as the timeline goes, it doesn't make, make sense to release it now. Otherwise, there's going to be like a huge difficulty jump because you're basically going from level one and then to level five, right? Mm-hmm. We need to put two, three, and four first. And and you could ask yourself, well, why didn't you just make two next? Well, that that's really not how development works like the tower was originally going to be level two then we came up with all these ideas for it and then it became a lot harder and we're like okay this can't be level two anymore we need to shelf it and put it to like level five or whatever and that's that's just how it sort of happens
0: yeah that is that is one of the unspoken rules of the game found where people are like oh perfect you go level one level two you go no no half the time i start with level 10 then i go to level yeah, three, level time. like eight and then i get to level one when the game's about to launch and i'm panicking
1: yeah, it's it's like a movie, right? No, they don't they don't shoot the the first shot on the first day, right? They have to schedule around like actors' availability, and then they they make the movie in different parts and sort of put it all together into one coherent start to finish.
0: My Same favorite, thing. With games. My favorite oh. joke was like when I was getting my degree was my my professor used to always joke being like, "You're supposed to spend eighty percent of the time on the rest of the game, and then twenty percent of the time on the first three minutes of the game because that's what matters." Yeah, uh, it, that that is.
1: I I think that's a smart um, observation, for sure. It's, it's never... It's not like, oh, there's five levels, and then they all take an equal amount of time. It's never like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Perfect. Well, Kenny, I want to say thank you for sitting down and talking to me during your hectic, crazy, probably should be sleeping at some point in time of developing this game. <laughs> not a problem. This was a nice... A nice change of pace. Get your head out of Visual Studio for like five minutes or whatever. (laughs) That's right. right, So the game is Rogue Legacy 2. It is available on both Steam and the Epic Game Store. And we will not be harping you about that Switch release for another nine to ten months. Don't worry. Uh, But eventually we will all be asking you about it. So just keep you paired, mentally happier. We're not talking about this at this time. Answer ready.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Appreciate it.
0: Perfect, but yeah, thanks again. Uh, again, I really do enjoy the game, and I'm definitely excited for more content to come out because I'm one of the people getting to the end of like, okay, we need some some more here because I feel like I'm starting to see some stuff, but yeah.
1: Right, yeah, I, well, we're excited to show it. Um, we just got to finish it. <laughs> Perfect. All right, thank you.
0: Yep. This podcast was a production of The SWW Show. To learn more, go to theswwshow.com. Remember, uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at the SWW show. You can follow me at Mikey underscore Maroney. You can follow AJ at Losey Boyer. Remember, new episodes premiere on Friday, 9 a.m. Central Time on Anchor.fm slash SWW and podcast services around the globe.